And we're back. B A C K. And we can spell. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're uh, this is uh, gonna talk about some Jesus stuff, some faith stuff, some Christian stuff. Um, so we're gonna talk about something that's kind of a, I guess a a recent happening a what's the word i'm looking for a uh something I, something that's happened recently i yeah. guess i don't know the word i'm looking for but uh, a a current current event that's what it is yeah so it, it kind of or, or that kind of gave us the idea of what we're going to talk about today but um before we get started this episode is brought to you by red letter clothing redletterclo.com go check out their merchandise um we have some also going to have some cool opportunities for you to support this podcast coming up soon, so be looking out for that. Uh, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on, what's our Twitter handle? Sports and underscore Jesus. Yeah. And it's an underscore, not the word underscore. Yeah. That would be confusing if you put the word underscore in any kind of... I won't do that someday. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Facebook, go find our Facebook page. We'll be putting some, uh, we took a, a video while we recorded the, our earlier session, and we'll be posting some of that. We've got some new uh, media stuff that we're going to be working on. I'd like to do, us do like a behind the scenes little short video coming up soon. But yeah, so yeah, leave us a five star review on iTunes, please. That would be very much helpful. And uh, go tell somebody about this podcast if you like it. If you've been riding with us for a while and you enjoy what we have to say, um, which is increasingly, slowly, increasingly more of you, um, slowly growing, but uh, we appreciate you for listening. For sure. Yeah. If you want to contact us, sportsandjesus at gmail.com, hit us up. But today we want to talk about, uh, basically, I don't really know like a catchy way to put this, but how do you handle or how do you deal with or, or what do you do like when people that you look up to uh fail morally spiritually uh just fail you like how do you how do you handle that and um yeah but basically that's coming from two events that have happened in the past couple of weeks uh the first one that we'll talk about is mark driscoll so give you a little bit of background if you're familiar at all with Driscoll, he was he pastored for a long time. He planted and pastored Mars Hill Church in Seattle. He was also a one of the founders of the Acts 29 Church Planning Network, which which is the church planning network that my church is a part of. Um, Joy has been in Acts 29 in the past, also. Um, Many of the people you've listened to, like Will, that's on here regularly, he's been a part of multiple Acts 29 churches. So, yeah, so it's a really good, uh, solid church planning network. Driscoll is also a, um, I think even Time Magazine talked about him as kind of one of the leading voices a few years ago in the Young, Restless, and Reformed movement, or the New Calvinism movement, or the... um, yeah, so he was a big part of that, was kind of just a, a leader of that, a vocal leader. Uh, his and, and I think we would say that's a uh, 
a movement that on on some level affected us and that we were um yeah that that affected us uh, at at some level so um yeah so that's Mark Driscoll his church really really grew uh quickly and was i think at one point you know well over 25,000 multiple campuses like i mean just a, a big mega church right yeah it was like over five states yeah and so so Driscoll was i mean one of the things he was known for like he was the Calvinist mega church pastor and he a few years ago maybe 4 years ago i think and he had some um some public issues that kept arising uh these language for for one thing that he continually used was not great um he got in some some beef with uh john MacArthur, mm-hmm. um which was interesting but their started stories started to kind of trickle through and, and make their way out of just of people that had worked at mars hill at his church that had been greatly bullied by him um, yeah. whether that be elders that disagreed with him and so he was asked multiple times by Acts 29 leadership, which at the time he had stepped down. He was president for a while of Acts 29 and stepped down from that. And uh, Matt Chandler had become president. And so Acts 29 asked him to repent of some things. And to also um, one trap that he fell into as the church grew, the amount of people that had a voice in the leadership of the church, instead of getting bigger, it got smaller. Um, to where I think eventually Mars Hill had an executive team of him and two other guys. And um, so he, he, as the church grew, he got less and less accountability. And so he was um, eventually, after kind of just failing to repent of some of those things, Acts 29, um, I guess, released or kicked Mars Hill out of the network. Uh, shortly there, then at that Mars Hill just began to crumble at that point. You had a lot of elders um, left. A lot Mars Hill had started to become very well known for its worship music. Uh, bands like Kings Kaleidoscope and Citizens and Ghost Ship and um, Dustin Kinsrew and bands like that. And they started to leave as well. And um, just the church was falling apart. And so the church asked him to take a break and eventually he just resigned and this church that had become so big just uh died pretty much within a couple of months uh some of the campuses ended up becoming their own churches like for example some of the campuses in seattle uh joined together and became i think what's known now as doxa church which is where jeff vanderstelt who's a very gifted, very solid um, guy pastors that church now. But um, so, I mean, everything just kind of, he was on top of the the world per se and just lost it all very quickly. And, and that's happened before. That's happened actually quite a few times. And so you think, I mean, that would, that should humble somebody, right? And you think, all right, well, you kind of you kind of ruined that one uh mark there uh maybe you should uh take a break and 
Maybe maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I yeah. should. And so Mark did not take a break. He just decided, well, I'm going to go plant another church. And he planted a church uh, very quickly after the fall of Mars Hill. He planted a church in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I think called Trinity Church. Yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and he, um, yeah, so he kind of disappeared per se from like, he just, he lost a lot of popularity. Right. And so a couple weeks ago they had the Acts 29 at the time. And I don't know if this timing was planned. Um, no, knowing what it seems to be, how Mark Driscoll operates, it wouldn't surprise me if it was planned, but at the same time that Acts 29 had their big global conference, um, Mark Driscoll went on a radio show and pretty much bashed everybody and everything that he had once been a part of, um, mainly through bashing Calvinism and Calvinist was kind of how his, his vehicle of um, bashing everything he once stood for. Um, so, (laughs) yeah, so he basically, so what he said in the interview was Calvinists are just Calvinists because they have daddy issues. They had bad relationships with their fathers. And so they treat God as father because they needed a father and they lift the son up because that's lifting themselves up, which is just ridiculous. Um, first of all, yeah. uh, I have a very great relationship with my father, and I have a great father who's a faithful pastor and has been for more years than I've been alive. And um, I thought it was funny, too. I heard uh, I heard a podcast talking about this, the Happy Rant podcast, which one of the guys on that podcast is Barnabas Piper, whose dad, obviously, is John Piper. And he was <laughs> like, well, uh, everybody knows my dad, and <laughs> so I, I didn't have any issues. But... It was just funny because Driscoll basically, I mean, he bashes everything he once stood for. But what's crazy about it is he acts like he was never a part of it in the video. Yeah. Like he says, you know, Time Magazine said I was a thought leader for one and and I just think it's all garbage. And all Calvinists do is start networks so that they can get around and talk about theology. And and he's the one that started Acts 29 Network. (laughs) Like he's the one that founded it. But, But yeah, so... That's the first example. Second example this week is Joshua Harris. Joshua Harris was a pastor for many years and uh, most closely associated with Sovereign Grace. And he pastored, I forget, the, the church that I guess Sovereign Grace was started out of. And he, a couple weeks ago, announced that him and his wife were getting a divorce, which is interesting because Joshua Harris is kind of the most popular name for kind of the purity culture. He wrote the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. That was kind of a a guideline for how Christians should date. And he came out this, let's see, on July 26th, he had an Instagram post, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it for you. But he said, let's see here. The And this is not the whole post, but at one point in the post, he says, the information that was left out 
of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Many people tell me that there is a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. Uh, So he's basically saying he has fallen away. He's not a Christian anymore. He doesn't believe the things he once preached. And so that was kind of uh, shocking, I guess. Um, Probably more shocking than the Driscoll stuff. The Driscoll stuff was kind of like, I guess it it wasn't that shocking. Just because Driscoll's Driscoll. Yeah. And he just, like, I feel like Driscoll just wants to be popular and wants to be in Talk the public about. eye and wants to, yeah, exactly. Like, his his biggest fear is being ignored. Um, so, those are just some, some examples in the public of some men that have, uh, that, I personally, and I think Joy would agree, have at times looked up to. I've read books uh, by both of these men. Books by both of these men have had an impact on me. And to see them, you know, where they're at now, like what, how do I, how do I handle this? Um, and we're just giving those examples. We, I think we both would have personal examples of this. We have friends and um, that have fallen away, and but we don't want to get you know, too personal about it. But so these are just some, I guess, a a launching pad to kind of talk about how, how should we respond to this? Um, What are your just, like when you first see these things or when you first see, like there was another pastor uh, this, this past year that was um, very well respected. He's, uh, has been, actually has has a pretty well-known pastor that's preached in this area uh, that we thought was very solid, and it came out that he had some moral failure and um, was in an adulterous relationship, and, and so that was uh, that was kind of shocking also. But um, when you first hear things like that, Joy, like what is your, not necessarily what's like the spiritual thing you should do, but what is your just like knee-jerk reaction when you hear these things? I think there's um there's some grief for sure. You're like, man, like I really looked up to this person. Um, you wanna like you always. I think especially for at least mine and your personality, like we look at these people as people like I want to be like that person. Yeah. Like there's, I want to be like, like you're striving to get to where they're at, and so. I think that's definitely one perspective. It's probably some grief when I say that. Like I don't mean like yeah. I sit in a room crying or anything like that. But but, but it, it hurts. Oh yeah, like it hurts when you look like. And my first my first reaction is like I want to, I want to just and I guess this can move into you know how we should respond to this. Like my my gut reaction is I want to just like throw everything that God has used in my life through this person. Like I want to just throw it out immediately. Yeah. Like this. And, and I I have to remind myself of like biblical stories of 
God using men greatly even before they had great failures. You know, obviously we know about redemption and that people can, you know, God can save anybody from anything. But you think of like David is a great example of the things that God did through David before Bathsheba. Yeah. And, you know, so does that take away all, like God can, God can use who he wants to use. Like God all the time, I think we've said this on the podcast, like God makes a habit of using crooked sticks to make straight lines. Like God can use anybody at any point in any way he wants to. And so, so I don't think you have to like throw all of that, that out. I mean, it's like, there's been times before where somebody I really look up to spiritually, like say they're a worship leader and then they, you know, come out with some kind of moral failure. Like, can I no longer sing those songs? Yeah. Like, I I mean, so I would say like, remind yourself of God, of who God is, of his sovereignty. Our, Our pastor today said a great thing about, and he wasn't talking about anything like this, but I think it applies here. Like, remember that we, we do these things not because, like, the, us, ourselves, or even the people that are, are preaching or writing books, that they're worthy, but Jesus is worthy. Right. And so I think these things should remind you to put your focus on Jesus, to take your focus off of men. And, and obviously you learn from these mistakes to where you don't, you know, when you read books in the future, it doesn't, you don't look at the person that's writing it. You look to what they're writing about, you know? Yeah. So, and, and truth is true, whether a Christian's writing it or a non-Christian's writing it. Like if it's true, it's true. <laughs> if you hear little bells in the background, it's cause we've got a, there's a kitten that's decided this is the time that she wants to play. So, <laughs> So, kind of in conclusion and wrapping this up, like what, what, how ultimately should we respond when people we look up to fail us? And I think our first of all, like, like we talked about, like you should look to God, but also like pray, pray for people. Like, don't just, well, Joshua Harris said this, so I'm just done with anything, Joshua. Like, pray for him. Pray for, because what happens a lot is like these guys, especially like if they fail in a moral way. Like, they've been in a certain spotlight that puts them, you know, and their sermons out there, it puts them in places where you hear them. And then if there's a failure, like, they, you know, if you're not, if you don't know them personally, a lot of times, like, they disappear. Yeah. You know, and we can just forget about them. I encourage you, pray for them. Pray for them. Because God can... Save anyone, like I've already said, God can save anyone from anything. And it should also, you know, encourage you because there are things that we all probably do that makes us feel like a failure. There are ways that we fail all the time. And if God can use, you know, God can use you. God can use anybody. Um, So those are ways I'd just like to encourage you to think about that. And think about everything, you know, in light of the gospel. In light of, it's about God, God-centered. You know, it's not about us and whether we succeed or fail or do this or don't do that. 
Like God's, no matter if the most popular pastor, if your favorite pastor right now, if it comes out tomorrow that he's failed, like God hasn't changed. And that doesn't make God any less worthy or any less glorious or any less powerful. Boom. Yep. The cat also agreed with that. I don't know if that picked up on the microphones, but, uh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> but so hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think about this. Uh, if you want to send us a story of some difficult times you've had because of people you've looked up to that has failed, or if you, you know, you might be listening to this and you might be the one that has failed. Um, either way, God loves you and God is worthy and, and he's worth it. So, Yep. But we'll uh, catch you on the flippity flip. You think I'm ready? You got that right. I look forward to it. You say I'm crazy for Jesus. That boy's done went insane. But I wrote with Paul to live as Christ and to die as game. The man, the woman, who will set their one goal to commune with God and to be with Him, everything else will fall in place. Absolutely everything else will fall in place.